Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Dank and Barty Jagdish. It's time now for Mind Your Business. And today we're going to the heartlands. Mm, my favourite place in the world. I've been eating more and more at coffee shops and hawker centres since COVID-19. Nothing comes quite close to the feeling of a hawker auntie knowing your Hokkien Me without prawns by order by heart or a hardware store owner perhaps noting your washing machine brand or your home address without even a registration form. Yeah, in today's day and age, that would be scary, but uh, it's actually very convenient. <laughs> this is what we call the kampong spirit, right? Uh, heartland businesses usually tend to reminisce about it. And, you know, if you put aside the impact of COVID-19, you also see this increase in competition from uh, proliferating heartland shopping malls and the rise of e-commerce, all of this uh, decreasing that footfall that we used to see. Yep, for sure. I mean, first-generation merchants in particular were faced with great pressure to innovate and, of course, to digitalize their businesses fast beyond adopting e-payment systems, of course. Yeah, so this year's inaugural Heartlands Festival spotlights Heartland hawkers and merchants aiming to bolster support for resilient neighbourhoods and revitalise the Heartlands. But what can they do to bring out this Kampong spirit? Let's see if we can find out more from SD Lim, General Manager, B. Chu Origin. SD, good morning. How are you? Hi, good morning. I'm doing great today. Now, I understand that Bichu Origin was founded and established about 21 years ago in the year 2000 in Singapore by a Madam Chia Bichu. Tell us about the origins of Bichu Origin. Uh, yes, so basically our signature hair product is actually our herbal hair treatment. And how that came to be developed by Madam Chia was that one of the customer was actually a TCM physician. And through his request, um, he was actually experimenting on putting on Chinese herbs on his scalp and he's not finding good results with it. So one day he was sharing this story with Madam Cha and then Madam Cha finds it quite intriguing because she was having hair loss issue herself. And she was really interested in trying to develop this scalp solution that the physician was mentioning. So she started to experiment with different kinds of herbs and that she's familiar with and then there was different kind of uh, herbal leaf as well, blending them together. And it makes a paste that can be directly applied to the scalp. So she tried it on herself and she finds that the results was effective and she tried it on the customers and the customers loved the results. So in the end, the demand was uh, there and she started to um, have a business in this um, herbal hair treatment industry. Okay, I am going to put this on my list because I'm not managing 40 very well. Uh, Esti, <laughs> how did it feel like growing up, seeing your mother run this business and now, of course, you taken over? Were you being groomed? How were you being groomed? It's interesting because my background was in um, eye care. So basically, I was oh. a trained optometrist. So uh, I wasn't supposed to take over the business. And when I was about 26, uh, she told me that there was a lack of manpower in the company and she hopes that I can join the company to help. So I started to um, help out full-time in the company. I realized that the business was so much more different from how I thought it to be when I was like watching her growing the business. I never knew that it was like so big at that point of time mm -hmm. because I started to see this uh, maybe when I was in my late teenager years. So I, I didn't really understand the concept. I didn't understand business so when I came in, I think it was a little bit overwhelming for me. I wasn't very sure about business, but 
um, my mom was very patient in letting me experiment and letting me grow in my own ways. Uh, she made, let me make my own mistakes so I can learn from it. So that was quite experience for me. Do you remember any of these mistakes? It's actually very painful, yeah. So, like, the first thing maybe was that I, I did a wrong purchase. Like, I thought that they were saying that, like, oh, you know, uh, this purchase can be done and you you could have it, you know, accounted for tax and, and basically you're not paying anything. And, and I bought, like, a $10,000 photocopier and... Everything I thought that oh it can be offset by tax and everything so so that would be fine and then that I came to realize that that wasn't it and I basically bought like a very poor purchase at at quite high price so so that was the first very painful lesson then thereafter there was like um, I was dabbing in uh, human resource and I do I didn't know how to handle the staff I didn't know how to communicate with them so then there was miscommunication. So there was a lot of um, painful lessons for me. But I think from there, I grew quite quickly as somebody that, that's supposed to help out in the business. Actually, your mother very smart, no? See, uh, <laughs> there's a plot here, no? I take away one eye care specialist, one less eye care specialist. All those people with not so good eyesight can't see, you know? Hey, this fellow got no hair loss or hair loss. That kind of <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm so sorry. Okay, let's let's talk about the growth story. From Heartland to International, tell us about that. Yeah, so I think uh, it really thanks to all our customers. There was a lot of demand for the product and a lot of our customers eventually became our business partner. They wish to bring this product and solution back to um, their home country or their hometown. So it started with our neighboring country, um, Malaysia, and that was very well received. So subsequently, we have like customers coming from Philippines, Indonesia, and wanting to bring this product there. Mm. And that really brought us to 180 stores right now. And um, we couldn't have done it without our customers, really. Of course, that also attributes to the fact that Madam Chai has made some a good business decision over the course of the whole business. Let's talk about the impact of the pandemic on your business. Because I would imagine that when there's a pandemic going on, a lot of people will say, you know, my hair is really not a priority at this time. Mm. Or it could be the other way around. I don't I, know. I shaved off us. all of mine no, during circuit breaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, plus circuit breaker can't really go to such places, right? Because of the close contact between your specialists and the customer. So how exactly did it affect you and your business? Yeah, so the, the first two months that um, we had to close down because of the uh, rules mm-hmm. and regulation, right? It was it was terrible because we were we were scrambling to make um, training costs for our staff, and we were trying at that point of time also to implement a new uh, point of sale system that can help us better track a lot of um, metrics. And then there was a lot of customers that calling in, emailing in and Facebooking in, like, why are you not open? Like, hairdressing is open now. Uh, mm. Why are you not in ca- that category? So we had to patiently explain to every one of them. And very thankfully, uh, there was a lot of uh, customers that supported us during that very difficult time. And there was a lot of staff that have helped to stay and remain with us uh, so that they can help out once the lockdown was over. So one of the things that we had to change was from a full walk-in basis, we had to change to an appointment basis. And uh, the two months of lockdown really helped us to prepare for that. Mm. And that when customers come in, we will be able to serve them even with the safety regulation in place. When it comes to hair care, right, how much of a priority is something like digitalization? I think it's very, very important for okay. businesses to uh, work on the digitalization part. And I think that with the pandemic situation, it has made digitalizing businesses so much easier because the acceptance are now there. 
public and staff, they are both more easily uh, using digital devices mm. for, uh, outside, like even for F&B, digital menus are everywhere, mm-hmm. digital orderings are everywhere. So, so it's so much easier right now. And for us, um, we have worked on improving the uh, digitalization of our business uh, since the, the day I, I have came in because I realized that there's so much time that could have been saved and things yeah. can be done so much easier and then staff could have completed this job much more efficient with um, all these the automation or um, digitalizations of all these uh, functions. What sorts of functions have you digitalized that have been the most beneficial to you? So when I came in, uh, I started working on human resources. So at that point of time, mm. we were all manually, uh, manually computing everything. So that led to many mistakes like um, be it CPF or like salary payout. And then once we move on to like a proper system, that becomes so much easier because monthly you just have to compute and it, it, it does work on its own. Then thereafter, we have the enterprise uh, resource planning system. We have accounting system. Then we also uh, digitalize some of the um, manufacturing functions and that helps to bring up speed. And that is, of course, with the help of many government agencies and also various uh, merchant associations who is also involved with the Heartland Festival. That really helped us. Yes, I'm glad you brought up this Heartland Festival because uh, I do want to talk about this. So it is a pillar of support for Heartland businesses like yours. What's your role in this? We did some sponsorship for, for, for the festival. Okay. And uh, yeah, we sponsored for the Lucky Draw gift. Mm-hmm. And I, I really hope that the winners do, do like them. Yeah, so when they, they were shopping around, um, one of our stores was also those that the contestant was visiting. Right. So that also helped us brought some um, publicity to the store and the brand. And mm. we, are really, we are really happy to be um, having a part in, in sponsoring the Heartlands Festival. That's great. Let's talk about the objectives of the Heartland Festival. It is to get more people to shop in the Heartlands rather than always go to Orchard Road and other places, mm. right? So... Mm. How do you think this can be done more effectively? I think that perhaps a lot of business in Heartlands, they do not have very good online presence. And people are so used to having Google and searching for um, services. So sometimes they might not realize that what they are looking for may just be right around their doorstep. So the first thing is that um, I think Heartland businesses are very convenient and you can get things directly for for me is that we do see quite a fair bit of support coming for um even for heartland businesses and i think that they they serve to be a very vital function of um our society because most of our basic function can all be fulfilled uh, in fact like hardware stores or like um uh, hawker center they're all around us and that helps us to really bring convenience to to our to our life i think that what we can do to help to uh, make the heartland businesses even better is really to bring what they are offering and their presence online to make customers find them much more easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Essie, I want to talk about another aspect about being in the heartlands, right? And and this is probably something that our parents tend to remember a lot better than us. For you, what is the kampong spirit and how can we preserve it? I think that the kampong spirit is really about just the common good in people that they, they realize that if you have any issue, they'll help you out with it. And we do see that, like, even for our staff, uh, even though we advise that the customers uh, not to give anything uh, to the stores, but they will always see that, oh, the staff is working very hard and they are very busy. They maybe haven't had a breakfast yet. They mm. will bring food yeah. to our staff. 
Something and, like food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and whenever we have any issue, so that day I was at um, a distributor store and she shared with me this story. She, she said that there was a little girl that uh, fell off the stairs. She was using a phone and she didn't saw the steps. So she fell off, um, I think, about three steps okay. um, away. Right. And she was crying and she was screaming on the floor and everybody went up to help her and there were people that were saying that oh uh, don't move her uh, wait until the ambulance comes people are showing how to deal with this kind of emergency right. and really this to me is the compound spirit that is really in the heartland that everybody is willing to help out even if they are not related even if I do not know mm. you everybody just jump to her rescue Mm. I mean, that sounds really, really nice, doesn't it? And hopefully, even the young will be able to see this spirit. As far as Bichu origin goes, though, you're not just strictly a heartland business, right? I mean, a lot of it has to do, a lot of your success has to do with overseas expansion as well. So let's talk about your plans to continue expanding. What are those plans? And how do you intend to preserve the kampong spirit in spite of becoming a larger entity? All of our others in Singapore are all uh, in the heartlands. And uh, there are some of our stores that is um, overseas that's located in the shopping mall. To be very honest, I think most of our stores are more in the heartland uh, area. And what we are doing um, this year and the following years will be that we are finally launching our new e-commerce website. So in a way that we are helping customers um, who are worried into getting the stores um, to get whatever they need uh, right at the convenience of their doorstep and also that we will be launching new sets of uh, scalp care products that will be helpful for customers who is facing various scalp issues and also new treatment this year so that's all quite exciting well we have been suppressing the pricing and the rising price for the past two years so i hope that helps with <laughs> the kampong spirit in in our area because a lot of customers have concerns with that so we'll be putting a lot of focus into developing our manufacturing abilities and so that we can produce products that is affordable and effective for our customers. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing to keep pricing affordable for everyone. Mm, very timely, yeah. This one, especially with GST hikes coming up. We've been speaking with <laughs> ST Lim, General Manager for Be True Origin. ST, appreciate your time this morning. Take care and stay safe. Thank you so much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.